Um, I wanted to talk about basically a trend pattern that I've noticed in my life and what I've done about it. So I was raised in an environment where I was always kind of like stifled in terms of my opinions and whatnot, meaning that um, I was too like soft amongst a room of like more defined objects, if that makes sense. Um, meaning <laughs> that like, you know, I have had always a pretty high vibe, like very happy kid, like very happy, very happy, but at the same time not because the world, um, the world can make that happiness its prey, you know, and, um, I hate victim mentality, I hate victim mindset, but, um, the truth is that things do happen to us too, you know, and it's a certain karma, it's because you have to learn something from it, so, for example, if you're too soft, you need to learn how to be more defined, sharp, right, you need to learn how to do that, uh, simultaneously, if you're too sharp, naturally, you have to learn how to be more soft and accepting and open-hearted, right, but there must be a balance between the mind and the heart, the brain and the heart, and so for me, um, the brain operated separately from the heart for, I think, a very long time. And um, that's the case with everybody. But in my case, I had to become more defined, more sharp. And for a long time, I thought that meant being uncompassionate, right? Being like unempathetic, stone, selfish, right? Um, not stoned. <laughs> stone, like stone cold. <laughs> Um, a little bit like possessive, you know, all these things. And then I realized later on that like, it's not, you're not, it's not about that. It's about, it's about being so loving that like you love yourself so much so to never be hurt by someone else's actions, right? And you love them so much so that you're never going to judge their actions because you understand them because you love them. And you know that they have, you know, their own place right now and their own path in life and everything else. It's different. Everyone's situation is different. Everyone's karma is different. So, like, you wouldn't judge another person, you know? I don't judge anybody. Nobody. Even the people that I'm not friends with anymore. Absolutely the heck not. You know, I love every single person <laughs> with such a reverence, like, with such an honor. Uh, you know, I'm very deeply, like... I, I respect everybody so much <laughs> you know I really do so uh, like I think of them with respect you know and with love <laughs> so I think that is also what forgiveness is you know but um but forgiveness is a little different but it does require love but I just think forgiveness is like you have to kind of also release the pain you know I think forgiveness is like re both releasing the pain and opening your heart to love that's what forgiveness is you know, I think, it's all about releasing, that's how you heal, so, um, yeah, <laughs> but it's important to respect others very deeply, because you respect yourself that way, because you know you're the same, you know that both of you are the same, you're, you're on your different paths, and that both makes you the same, it unites you to one common theme, you both are on your own individual paths, do you see, do you see how unifying it is in total, to know that everybody is in a different space and circumstance and sequence of their life at this present moment. 
how can you judge another? How can you have the um, illusion that you can never control another person either? <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious to think you can ever control another person. <laughs> the only thing you can control is your brain. You can't even control your karma. You can pray to mitigate it, right? You can uh, start doing the right things at the right times in your life to mitigate your karma, right? By knowing where you are astrologically, by eating clean foods that are non-violent foods, right? All these things you can do. Anybody, everybody can do it, right? So, same thing with chanting, everybody, right? Um, you know, I, I want to say that sound is extremely powerful. Extremely powerful. It's healing. I, myself, have done lots of sound healing on myself. Right, you use binaurals, you use sound frequencies, you use mantras, you use names. You also use words, words of affirmation. Dear God, baby, do you know how many times <laughs> I have changed my own appearance, my own face with words? Crazy. I have to talk about mirror magic someday. <laughs> it's so cool, it's so cool. But um, it's the same, it's just, it's all related to healing. It's all the same thing. You know, it all falls under the same category. Healing is so important. So words, sound, vibration, actually when they say like raise your vibe, raise your frequency, what do you think they're talking about? What is vibration? It is waves. What are waves? Moving particles, right? So movement, change, flow happening. That's creation, baby. The whole of creation is based on sound vibration. That's why they say raise your vibration. And there are many ways you can do that. But if you have a naturally high vibration like I was talking about in the beginning, <laughs> then um, sometimes the world can actually lower your vibration. And I've experienced that my whole life, my whole entire life. I've always been my happiest when I am alone in my imagination, you know, in uh, pretending and prayer and, and <laughs> happiness and experience. You know, seriously, seriously, I've always been just the best and the happiest when connected. I gotta, I gotta be connected. It's it's um possible also to be connected while you're with other people your vibe is just so high that every experience every person in your life every experience with the person in your life is magic magical because god is there in everything and you see it and you feel it and you're like what magic that's real magic you know people say uh, magic isn't real or whatnot. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> it depends what you classify as magic. To me, everything is magic. Like, the trees that grow, right? Like, that's crazy. Because it seems like they're just doing it on their own, right? Um, the reproductive organs and, like, digest... I did not mean to say reproductive. I meant digestive organs in our body... Um, well, reproductive too, actually, the entirety of our body is not managed by us. If you think about it, we don't decide a certain time to digest our food. Magic. Magic. Like, that's crazy. It's so beautiful, you know? If you think about it, everything truly is beauty and magic, but the world doesn't train you to think about it that way. That's why I'm so upset about this whole situation. <laughs> that's why I'm making this podcast. Because the world doesn't want you or doesn't allow you because of how material and how seemingly corrupt it is, right? Um, even corruption in its own way can, is an illusion because it can be reversed. Because the truth actually is not corruption. None of us are corrupted. Our souls are very pure. 
are very childlike. We're literally children, all of us on the inside. That's how you start out, pure, you know? And actually, you stay that way. People who think that, you know, they're caught in cycles of addiction, it's good that you recognize your issue. You know, even the material world can be very addictive, taking birth here, everything. Everything here is addictive, right? It's good that you recognize it. Now, understand that you are not a victim of addiction. You know, recognize it. Okay, today I'm a victim of, of an addiction. The second I recognize it, it's not there anymore because as soon as I realize the problem, it's gone. And then you move. You move into that goneness. You move into that state of healing where there is no more addiction, right? Through different practices, you move in that state and you believe that about yourself. Say you were ill. Say you had like some sort of illness, okay, or sickness. If you keep thinking about it, if you keep giving attention to it, it'll grow. So what do you do? You understand the problem. Okay, once you understand the issue, know that it's there and take preventative measures towards it and focus on the measures, on the healing, not on the issue, <laughs> right? That's what true healing is. That's how you heal. That's how you release. <laughs> I have this quote, every day is a new day because if you wake up that way, if you truly live that way, then you can't stay stuck or stagnant. You won't. You know, some people stay in their corporate jobs 7, 15 years. People stay in relationships 15, 20, 30 years. People, you know, I don't know. But I'm talking more frames of mind than anything. If you don't travel the world, like, no big deal. But at least you got to be um, moving internally. There has to be some mental momentum, right? It has to be there. Because that is how you progress in this lifetime. And this lifetime is all about progression. That's what I learned from years of depression. I will tell you that. It's all about progression because if you're not progressing in this lifetime, you're not doing what you came here to do, which is learn. We are all students. That's why we took birth here as human beings. Genuinely, like we're all students. If you don't know that, if you don't know that, it's not a spiritual concept, it's a humanistic concept. Anybody can understand this. If you don't know that, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Because <laughs> look, <laughs> like, would you rather drive a Toyota or a Benz? You know what I mean? I'm just saying. If you want to talk about it materially, let's talk about it in a, <laughs> in a way, in a form of cars, okay? So you can either be driving a Toyota or a Benz. Give me the Benz, right? Honestly, obviously. Because, like, why would, you know? That's a very basic example, but <laughs> cars are also what I'm thinking about right now. Also, there's no problem with, um, I want to make this very clear. Okay, in the Bhagavad Gita, it talks about sense enjoyment and how if we're more tied, actually, uh, my guru, Srila Prabhupada, said this, if we're more tied to materialistic goods and um, things, then actually we can um, de digress in our spiritual life, right? So we actually do worse spiritually because we're more attached to the material world than we are to the spiritual world if you're more attached to the material world than you are to the spiritual world then you are lost you've gotten lost in maya right but so this is what i think we should be doing we should be more attached to the spiritual world than the material world always number one Number two, understand that all sense enjoyment in this material world can be given, transmuted back to source, right? Back to God, right? Back to source. Yeah, that beautiful infinite source. Anything can be transmuted back. Um, that's how you turn things sacred. That's how everything can become sacred, reading a book, eating a meal. We call it prashad. You take a meal, it's first offered and enjoyed by God, by source. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's offered food. It's blessed food. It was prepared with love and compassion because it was first offered to God. And then God's children. Come on. <laughs> I'm going to start crying. <laughs> you know? So that's the most beautiful thing. It's so beautiful when you can translate everything. Because, look, we have no choice. We have to eat, sleep, repeat. So might as well offer it up. It, none of it's ours. The second we start uh, possessing things, my meal, my ego, my name, my status, my career, the second we start doing that, we lose it. Because it's not ours in the first place. So to claim it is illusion. You identify with it. And then once you identify with it, it starts to hurt you in some way. Because naturally it's a material object and it has its repercussions and uh, consequences and needs, right? And so then once you identify with it, you are controlled by it. And the human being is never controlled by anybody. The human being can never be controlled by anybody because we are here to live our individual personal existence. Our soul has traversed throughout lifetimes to get here. What a beautiful journey right and it is our duty and it is our actually only choice <laughs> to live it out to live it out in the best way for ourselves so no one can control a human being and nothing should control a human being whether it's an addiction another person a way of thinking that they impose upon themselves as well because we can be very stubborn mentally right so <laughs> it's important <laughs> to know you know, where you can heal, where you can move upwards, how you can progress on a spiritual level, mental level, emotional level, and do better. You know, employ the spiritual practices. Employ compassion to the self. Employ self-love, real self-love. Get time alone with yourself. Spend time alone. Isolate, right? They say isolation is a form of self-harm. I disagree. I am one to agree with the things that I agree with and I disagree with the things I disagree with and I disagree with this. <laughs> I don't agree with it. Isolation can be a form of self-harm if you make it a form of self-harm. <laughs> like, isolation is a tool. The monks in Tibet use it, right? It can be used for great self-ascension. It can be used for great introspection, learning about how your mind works, about how your soul works. It can be used... You know, isolation is very precious if you use it properly. It's a tool. It depends how you use it. Same thing with, um, same thing with um, depression, I want to say, right? Because your depression is there because you are resisting something in your life or with yourself. There is some friction and it's causing, there's an imbalance, literally an imbalance, right? That's what causes depression, right? There's some sort of imbalance there that is... Um, not allowing you to move forward and live a progressive life instead you are stuck in a state of depression or you are going further downward into the state of depression and it is you know getting more of your attention than anything else in your life right and you are depressed boom i identify i self-identify as being depressed you're stuck in the illness you just caught the illness the second that you claim it right it becomes yours for anything so if you don't claim it it's not yours this is how energy works with anything okay this is <laughs> this is a very um this is a very practical foundation for anything any manifestation whatever magic i don't care what you do <laughs> prayer i don't care what you do like this is a constant what you give your focused attention to will grow right and if you claim it it's yours if you don't claim it it's not yours we claim no negativity 
in you know for me in my space everything like that right we do the we do the whole declaration <laughs> words are very powerful written statements are very powerful i write my own did you know i write documents this is how neurotic i am <laughs> i write documents and i sign them myself because i'm making myself a promise i did that when i became celibate i wrote up a document i printed it out and i explained my reasons for doing so just so I could have a, a contract, you know, <laughs> and um, the, well, yeah, the written statement at the bottom is like, I will remain celibate until I have no, uh, no need for doing so, right now I have a need for doing so, right, I have a need to remain celibate because I'm uh, working, <laughs> and uh, using that vitality for other things, right? So, and then of course, also, I have many more terms and conditions outlined in that thing, but we're not going to discuss it because that's personal and private, <laughs> and we're not going to talk about it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's just what I have to say about healing and upward spiraling and like the nature of human consciousness and how you should never be consumed or controlled by anything, person, situation, what have you. And if you're stifled, if you naturally have a high frequency or vibration, um, you need to learn how to keep it but not give it away. And if you have a low vibration, then you need to learn how to raise it, okay? Because um, both of these things will get both of these archetypes of people in their own balanced state of needed equilibrium, okay? Everybody needs equilibrium. It's very important. Because without equilibrium, we veer, we risk, we run the risk of veering too much to the left or to the right, and a bicycle doesn't operate that way. And guess what? A bicycle just keeps moving forward, yeah? It has to stay balanced in order to move forward. <laughs> Remember that quote today. I love you guys. I'll talk to you guys in the next one. Peace.